Hey guys, if you've ever wanted to own a property on 30A, listen, I am with one of the top 250 agents in the entire country today, Jonathan Spears. Jonathan has been down here his entire life and has an amazing team. They've sold some of the highest end properties here on 30A, and we're going to share a lot today about what's going on in the market, so stay tuned. All right, so Jonathan, you are a native here, right? You went to, or I guess you went to Tallahassee, went over to Florida State, but you are from Destin, so you grew up here, right? Born and raised. Wow. One of the few. Few true locals. Amazing. So My great-grandfather was here, so. In Destin. In Destin, yeah. Wow. Well, really Point Washington. Back then, there was sure. no 30A. It was just a dirt road with right. chicken coops. Right, right. It's changed a little bit, hasn't it? It has changed a little bit. <laughs> so, man, you are almost like a Kobe Bryant type, except you you did go to college. I did. But you had a truncated college, graduated yeah. like in record time, like 18, 19 years old, yeah. and, then, and then went straight into real estate. So talk about that. You kind of went high school to pros, but yeah. like had a little bit of college in there, but graduated, yeah, I, you know? You know, I wish that I could say that it was some grand plan, right? I was uh, 14 years old when I started college very entrepreneurial, knew I wanted to go off to an Ivy League school or get out of this small town. I had grown up here. Um, I had an appreciation for it, but I was very enamored by, you know, global business. And so I want to study in London. I wanted to go abroad. Uh, I had a travel bug for sure. And um, it's funny, my mom dropped me off at school the first two years. So I never made it to Tallahassee. I don't think I took a single class in Tallahassee. Oh, wow. It was either online or we've got a great oh, wow. Florida State campus in Panama City, which is a big plus for our area. But, um, you know, real estate wasn't, it wasn't necessarily uh a course that I thought I was going to take, like in business school, they teach us that real estate agents, you know, they're, they're likened to use car salesmen. And, you know, I had a passion for it. I loved architecture. I loved people. And during uh, the time that I was graduating it was 2008, 2009, 2010, that was when the global meltdown occurred. So we went through the great recession and that sort of shaped, um, my future. And it, and it really shaped my understanding of not only business and finance, but also this area and the opportunity that it had on uh, a macro scale. Like our market's a baby market. Our market really was incepted in early 2000s. So 2005 is when Alice Beach started. And today Alice Beach is the highest price per square foot in all of North Florida and almost all of Florida. So we're really in a fortunate place. And I'm very thankful that I ended up down the path I did. So what are you seeing now? I mean, things have changed a little bit this year, right? Yeah. Interest rates. So I'm sure you have a lot of cash buyers that come in. Um, but how has it shifted? What are you seeing in terms of time on the market? Yeah. That sort of thing right now as people come in trying to buy a second home or, yeah. you know, investment property. So what's shifted is really the velocity of sales. And so when we look year over year, our market's down in terms of velocity by 50%. So you're seeing half the amount of transactions occur. You still have quadrupled the amount of agents that we had four to five years ago. And, you know, people feel this mass slowdown. The reality is in the last 12 months, I've sold the most expensive homes in my career. Wow. Um, we sold the most expensive house year to date in this market for just under 20 million in, in this same area that we're sitting in, Seagrove Beach, Florida. And quality is still perceived to be the most desirable aspect of the market. And so you have 
folks with generational wealth that's continuing to turn over. You're still having liquidity events coming out of this kind of pandemic-fueled era of um, global business growth, and people are wanting to spend their time differently. And so this year, we've seen travel change tremendously, just like we saw back in 2020 when travel came to a halt. It's like the floodgates opened, and everybody went to Europe maybe two, three, four times um, in terms of your high net worth individual that would normally be down in this market. And so there's a lot more opportunities for distraction. And so for us, especially as real estate advisors, we're trying to let our sellers know that if you want to position yourself in the market and have an ability to catch a buyer's attention, you need one of two things. One, you need scarcity in the area of the market that, that you may own property or you need value. And so those are the two things that we've really dug into with our team. So what do you, when you hear people talk about now, I mean, heck, it wasn't even a place so many years ago. I mean, yeah. it was just, you know, a, a blip in the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, they filmed the movie uh, down at Seaside. Yeah, Truman, Truman Show. Show. But now there's, on the flip side, now there's concern about over overbuilding. So right. what do you talk about? Do, you, do people concern with that that you talk to? Or yeah. is that not a concern with, with your clients? So what's interesting is when you think about overdevelopment of a specific area, I think anytime there's change that nostalgia begins to create a fear of missing out. Mm. And so when people who are used to a certain aspect of 30A, they go, mm. oh my gosh, I'm afraid that it's not going to be what it used to be. I'm afraid yeah. that, you know, this is going to be a, a, a major change for my family and a change for my, you know, understanding of this market. The reality is, is we have a new crop of of buyers, a new crop of um, traveler that's coming to the market every single week. There's people discovering 38 today that yeah. have never seen the beaches here before. We have a team of 25 people out of New York City that's here to shoot a major retail campaign for one of the biggest clothing lines in the world. Yeah. And they've never been to 38 before. And they've come and they've looked at these beaches and they're going, oh my gosh, like we didn't know this existed right. outside of the Bahamas. Right. And so um, what I'd say about overdevelopment is I think responsibly developing property and areas is is obviously ideal but when it comes to this market in particular it's still emerging it's still a market that's relatively yeah. unknown to uh, a large amount of the u.s and of course the world i mean how do you people describe it in so many ways the hamptons of the south yeah i mean what else do you hear i mean because it's amazing like a friend of ours uh brian yormack a cpa but yeah. he, he was from denver he came down he had a brother in miami so he'd been to south florida but there's yeah. people in south florida even that live in the state and they don't have any Most. idea. Yeah. Like when they come and they're just like, holy, you know, smokes. I didn't realize that these, especially right, you know, yeah. right out there on the beach. It makes sense though, because South Florida is in a completely different time zone. Yeah. I mean, we're two hours from the Eastern time zone. When I tell people in the Northeast that, hey, um, set our appointment on central time, they go, what do you mean central time? Like, I thought that's only reserved for Chicago, you know, like, <laughs> but no, we're, um, we're really, handle, baby. yeah, we're really just a different environment. I think that's the opportunity though, is to be in this place, to have the opportunity to, to really um, showcase from a PR standpoint. Mm -hmm. The Hamptons of the South was a term that our team really tried to take and leverage with major um, you know, global news publications like the Wall Street Journal and yeah. Mansion Global and Forbes to showcase our market in a light that people could understand and it was articulated well. I think what's cool about that too is when I look at the 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 national GDP, the top five Southern states, which is Florida, 
the Carolinas, which sort of surprised me, Tennessee and Texas, those areas have a greater accumulation of GDP than the rest of the U.S. And so it used to be the top five northeastern states that led in terms of global business or U.S. business growth. Now it's the top five southern states. And it makes sense with all the migration we've had to Florida. A lot of migration, a lot of migration to Tennessee, all the southern states. And so what I see a lot of is you know, people from LA, people from Chicago, they're moving right. to the South, even if it's, you know, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, whatever, but they're now they got to figure out, okay, where does everybody go? Right. And well, this is where we go. Yeah. You know, it's six and a half hours or it's a 30 minute, 45 minute flight, yeah. you know, to Panama city or an hour to Destin. And, you know, it's, we're right here in the middle between those two airports. So yeah. it, it makes it pretty sweet, right? Very sweet. Yeah, it's easy. We used to be, so let's let's go backwards to the days where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be in London or I need to be in New York or I need to be in California. What I didn't appreciate and what we learned to appreciate so much during COVID is that a third of the United States can drive to this market. They don't have to continue down the Florida wow. Turnpike and take another eight-hour trip to Miami. Right. That's grueling, especially when you've got a family. You guys have kids, yeah. um, and you have siblings, too, so you know what it's like to be in a car that long. Yeah. For us, we have an easy access to the rest of the United States, and it creates a, a sort of barrier in the market that um, you know drives demand. Yeah. What are you seeing, Jonathan, coming up right now as we move into winter, Yeah. move into uh, January? What are you what are you thinking as, as we move into this, you and your team? Which, by the way, you have now what, 13 yep. total agents. Yep, so that's right. Ranked in the Wall Street Journal as yep. one of the top 11 teams in the country and then number yeah. two, number 250 in terms of individual agents. So congrats on that, bro, hey, as thanks, well. Brother. So um, but what are you seeing coming up? I mean, how is this this new sort of world that we're in? That's just a lot of people are sort of frozen, yeah. you know, but there's still transactions happening. Yeah. Right? Can I be honest? Every day. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Right. Do you want to know why? Because this is an opportunity for market share to be had. Yeah. Quality is always going to rise to the top. Mm. The problems, the complexities of issues that people are having today aren't necessarily, um, what, what can I find? How quickly can I find it? It's, can I have an advisor help me navigate yeah. this market? Yeah. Can I have somebody who truly understands mm. the micro aspects of the market help me move and shake? And what I've talked to my team about is that relationships are everything. And during COVID, we didn't have time. We didn't have time it's to really do rush. things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love to, to, to serve my client. I love to talk to them. I, I want to spend time with them. And when I feel like I'm being pulled in 200 different directions, I can't serve That's properly. And so I think we're at this, at this point in the market where agents who don't have a marathon mindset mm. are going to quit. Yeah. They're going to yeah. quit because they're tired of sprinting up a hill. Yeah. They didn't think about it in, in terms of, you know, how well can I get at my craft? It's how quickly can I get to this destination of closing a deal? Yeah. And when we have that mindset of, of sprinting to, to, to the finish line, we, we forget that the entire game is mm-hmm. played with 99% on the field and 1%, if we're fortunate, in the end zone. Yeah. And so if you don't fall in love with playing that field, you don't fall in love with, you know, trying to to gain an extra yard every time you snap the ball, like every that. time you get in touch with a client, every time you build a relationship, then you're going to burn out. I it's just that. as simple as that. So for me, I'm excited. Yeah. I look at my team and I'm 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 so thankful because I've got people that love others. They love to serve. And those are the people that are going to win in this market. And so you guys, you've got 13 agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they've got connections all yeah. over 
the U.S. And so talk about kind of what that looks like for you in terms of like serving your clients as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it look like uh, in terms of people coming down, new construction, resale? What are your clients, you know, what are these, what are clients asking for right now? So two things. One, they're looking at how they spend their time. And if they're already here, they're looking at the pain points of the properties that they own. So maybe they've got new grandchildren coming into the picture and, you know, they don't have enough bedrooms to, to kind of accommodate their growing family. Or, you know, they may be looking at, Hey, I bought this as a rental property and it's not making enough money uh, to, to really hold the note. I I got a five-year balloon. I bought this in 2020. We're about to be in 2024. There's uncertainty happening. And so, We've got two points of inflection. One is value. And then the other is how people spend their time. And so we're really focusing on those two areas and and how we're able to advise people based on their specific situation. And before we got on, we were talking about really quality of construction. Yeah. So a lot of people are just deferring to quality right now, right? So Absolutely. talk about the new construction right now. I know you yeah. represent some projects and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm involved both personally and um, you know globally in, in terms of trying to bring the best inventory to the market and really pioneering um, what the luxury market looks like in Northwest Florida. Uh, in Miami-Dade County, for example, everything is concrete construction. Mm-hmm. They don't allow you to build with stick frame. In this market, we've got a hodgepodge, right? Yeah. You know, we'll have old cinder block homes that have no rebar in them, uh, all the way to, you know, two by four houses that they kind of look like shacks, right. you know? And so what we're seeing is sort of this revitalization of of the area especially like when you look at seaside it's a great example seaside is a grandfather of new urbanism and it's the center of 30a seaside was all two by four stick shacks and they've started to be revitalized and people are investing in that quality and i think that that's so exciting because for us we want to be able to serve the market but we want to be able to to confidently say hey this is a great investment this is a legacy yeah. And your family's going to be able to enjoy this for many years to come. I mean, there's some amazing homes. Talk about maybe one of the coolest homes you sold or, or you know, what's I, I, I can think of one. Right. But um, I got a couple. Yeah. We've got a mutual friend uh, in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. They owned one of the icons of this market, which is a house that we call Mont Blanc. Yeah. And so it sits in the center of 30A in Seagrove Beach. It's just over 9,000 square feet. It took five years to build. Cast and poured construction, commercial style construction. Uh, what that means is everything is framed, cast with steel rebar, and then they pour concrete. And it is like, it's like watching, um, you know, a turtle uh, run a marathon because it just takes so long. But at the yeah. end of the race, it's an amazing feat. And then you get this beautiful property that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of storm comes. It, you know, it's it's just fortified. It's meant to be there for forever it's and got ever. Got a little pool on the on the top, dude. Too. It's got multiple pools. <laughs> yeah, when you're up, when you're up on this house, yeah, you, you don't. It's almost like you're in Greece because Absolutely. you really can't see down and see the commoners or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you can see the tip of Destin and Panama City out on the edges and you really start to realize why the water is so beautiful because you're sort of in this little little you know cup right yeah you know so yeah you are so the architect designed the house when you use construction or concrete construction you don't necessarily have to have 90 degree angles everywhere and so you get this kind of rotund view which is our natural view of the world and so that home was really designed to have a natural view Mm. of the beauty of this coast and so it's one of my favorites i mean it's it's going to be hard to ever beat that one. It's, it's amazing. 
Well, what do you got coming up? I know today's your yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. you and yeah, so, your wedding anniversary. Um, 10 years, and that's a, that's to be celebrated. So By far my greatest guys. feat. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so what's, what's coming, coming up for you? What are you excited, excited about, about as we move into the next quarter, quarter moving into the So year? many things. We've got amazing inventory coming up. So not only do we have the opportunities in the market, right, the deceleration that's happening, anytime there's a challenge in this market, you want to look at that challenge as an opportunity. If you're not looking at the challenges in your life as an opportunity, then you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. I think one of the great principles of entrepreneurialism is bouncing back with passion. And so when we face a hurdle, when we face a challenge, we want to get back up. We want to get after it just as quickly as possible. It's really your life depends on it. Because the faster you bounce back from some type of an obstacle, the faster you're able to, yeah. to get on to the next priority. And so I think that that's really the things that I'm looking forward to most coming into this new year. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, we've got the most expensive listing in the market for $25 million that is finally being finished, furnished after six years of construction. Yeah. And so we're going to have the opportunity to market that product as a finished home. And it couldn't be more exciting. I'm going to have to have you over to it. It's, Love it. it's Love close it. by. So guys, so people want to work with you or if you're out there, you're thinking, man, I would love to be part of this team. Uh, maybe try to get an interview with Jonathan. Uh, what, how do they reach you? How do they contact you? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the best one. So add Jonathan M Spears there you go. and add Spears group, or you can email me anytime, but I go to spearsgroupfl.com and you can learn more about our team and more about us. Quality, quality team, selling a bunch of quality real estate. So thanks for being on brother. Thanks, it's always brother. good to see you. Yeah. So, we just do what right, we man. love. Thanks. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.